tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash Boost by Tax Day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Only 4% of universities in the U.S. are R1 research institutions, and Temple University is one of them. This means 100% of students have the opportunity to participate in hands-on learning and research with world-class faculty. With over 600 academic programs across 17 schools and colleges, Philadelphia's largest public university provides students with a rich variety of opportunities and propels graduates to succeed in their careers. Temple University. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. visit Hello, everybody, and welcome to The Horror Show, a show that dissects, mutilates, dismembers, and butchers all of your favorite and not-so-favorite horror movies and other horror-related events. I'm Sean. And there's no Joe today, unfortunately. Uh, we weren't going to release an episode this week, uh, but <laughs> but we caught some flack, uh, and not even that bad. You guys were really cool about it, but... Um, I was already feeling really guilty, and I was kind of on the verge of just doing a uh, solo show or an episode with my wife, and ultimately, I came up with this idea to do a mailbag type of thing where you guys could submit questions, send them in to us, and uh, I'll answer some of your questions, and we'll make an episode out of it. Um, And this was so last minute, so I feel bad, because I think Joe wanted to do this, so we are going to, uh, on top of doing the loved ones next week, um, we'll probably do Joe's answers to a lot of these. And yeah, and if it's not on next week, it might be on the week after because <laughs> the week after the loved ones is a movie that um, was surprisingly terrible. I, did, I didn't expect it to be good, but it was really bad and um bad to the point where it's not fun to discuss like it's really boring bad um i want to tell you what it is now i'll I'll hold on to it so that being said we are doing a question (laughs) i don't know a mailbag um so yeah so i'm talking really fast because that's what i do in a solo show i'm gonna try and slow it down a little bit here um and i'm also talking doing that like half quiet talk because my son is sleeping so that being said um housekeeping 
Uh, let's thank our Patreon subscribers. Elliot Cole, thank you so much. Brian Jackson, thank you so much. And Casey Cotter, thank you so much. You guys are our first three subscribers. Uh, you guys have been with us for a long time. All of you, we really appreciate it. I was so happy to see it was you guys. Um, and yeah, it's really awesome. And for those of you that don't know, we are on Patreon. I think it's uh, <laughs> worst self-promoter of all time. Uh, I have to pull up the address right now. Um, nope, that's not it. So I think it's patreon.com slash I hate horror. Let's just make sure that works. That's correct. Patreon.com slash I hate horror. Go there. You can donate any amount you want. Um, and I know I was rambling the last time I discussed this on the show, uh, but we've got three tiers. Listen, I'm not going to put a $50 tier. I'm not going to put a hundred dollar tier. Fuck that. We have three tiers and you can donate any amount you want, but if it's $2 and over, um, you just get a shout out and a sticker. Um, $5 or more, you'll be, you'll get access to all the extra audio content, uh, bonuses, outtakes, things like that. And we're going to try and record, uh, I I forget if I put this in there or not, but we're trying to do a bone, at least one bonus episode a month. We're going to try and do more though, as we get more and more subscribers. Um, so yeah. Uh, and then $10 a month will get you all the exclusive video content, Um, a Google Hangout at least once a month. And uh, I think this week we're going to do a live video stream. I think we're going to do that for everybody Um, this week, just so you guys can see like what we do and what Patreon will get you. And then for just the Patreon members, um, later on this month, we'll do uh, the Google Hangout plus an exclusive stream. So. Hopefully that's worth that money. We appreciate it. Um, you guys giving it to us. It really helps the show. Like it's crazy. Like this is the first time in since we started that we will be able to pay for hosting. And that means a lot to us. Like that's just awesome. Um, so yeah, thank you guys. Check us out. Patreon.com slash I hate horror. Oh, what else is there? So yeah, I was going to record an episode with my wife. It was going to be uh, about The Walking Dead. Uh, if you guys would like to hear some let's talk about more like relevant topics like the TV shows and stuff, let us know. And uh, maybe my wife and I will squeeze in more topics like that because we watched Ash vs. Evil Dead. We do The Walking Dead, which whatever. I don't want to talk about that right now. Um, just look on the internet and people are all very upset by it. So I'm not in that camp, but I'm just with it um so that's it that's it um this 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 overlap was uh or this missing episode was more just we had so much going on with wrestlemania weekend um joe got a new job uh i was exhausted and uh, we just really couldn't find the time to make it work so we were going to give ourselves a week off but instead it is 10 20 and I'm recording this and I have to be up at 4.30 for work because they hate me. They hate me. They hate me. And I have to drive four and a half hours for work at 4.30 in the morning because they hate me. Mailbag time. 
I'm really excited about this. I threw this out there so last minute, and the amount of emails we got was awesome. Absolutely awesome. So let's kick it off because there are a ton of questions, and I think they're all pretty cool. So um, first one, Casey Cotter, one of our Patreon subscribers, which is why she's getting her question right now. So Casey, you can turn off the podcast as soon as I read this. (laughs) Um, She had some awesome questions too. Uh, If you could turn any urban legend you know into a horror movie, what would it be? Hmm. That, that's a tough one. So, cause there's so many urban legends and you don't even like really, I don't know. I don't have a catalog of them in my head. Like when, when people say them, I know them, but it's kind of tough. Like, and they've made so many bad ones based on urban legends. I guess I would, I would honestly want to see a Chubacabra movie. Like, is that an urban legend? I don't know. I mean, it's a fictional thing. It's sucks goats blood <laughs> in Mexico, but I don't know. Like a good Chubacabra movie would be kind of cool, but it just, I mean, even just saying that, you know, that's going to be a terrible movie. Like, <laughs> like the worst. Hang on. I got to move my mic. Put this in front of me. All right. Um, you know, that would be terrible though. Um, oh, you know what else? So Casey, our friend here, she works for, uh, a large theme park, which I will not say the name of just in case. Um, but what about this? What if there was a movie about like all the deaths in Disney world, like all those, uh, all those, uh, I guess they're urban legends. I don't know if they're confirmed deaths or there's probably a ton of fake ones out there though. Probably most of the stories you read are fake ones, but that'd be kind of cool, right? I don't know. No, I would. <laughs> I'm terrible at that. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I am so bad at, uh, pitching creative ideas. And there are so many questions in here that are like, what, which remake would you do and who would you cast? And I was just like, I don't know, but we'll get to those in a minute. And oh, actually, Casey's got another one. If you could create a super, or if you could create a horror movie superhero, what would their name be and what would their superpower be? By the way, some of these I previewed and kind of wrote down an answer to. Guess what? I wrote an answer here. It doesn't answer her question because her question's really cool. But, um, it's also mind blowing this question. So I'm more of like a Deadpool Punisher guy. Um, Spawn, I really liked it, which is basically like a horror comic. Um, so it'd be like a combo of them, but I mean, really Ash, right. is kind of like the perfect, in my opinion, the perfect kind of horror superhero. He's human. He's got or humanoid. Uh, He's got the black hair and almost a pompadour, uh, very Superman-esque there. Um, He's just got a lot of qualities in that. And then he's also got the guns like Punisher, which I love and all that. So he's really like what I I would want in a superhero. Um, (laughs) What would their name be and what would their superpower be? Oh, (laughs) I don't know. There's probably a million funny things, but on the spot, oh, I'm sorry, Casey, I let you down. I'm really sorry. Cause that's a really funny idea. I'll, Joe will have a better answer and I'll try and think of one for next week. Um, 
What movie franchise would you reboot if you had unlimited funds? That's a good one, too. Um, Probably The Wolfman. Um, They did the remake. First of all, a wolfman, not a werewolf. I want the wolfman. Universal's the wolfman. But go all prosthetics. I want to see... I want to see, what do they call that? Like when it's like real special effects, I forget what they call it. Um, it's on the tip of my tongue, but let's drop the CGI. I know you're going to use it anyway. Just come on. I don't need, just do me a favor. Like, I, but with unlimited funds. Okay. I want the CGI from like avatar where it looks real as fuck, where the hair looks real and stuff. But but mainly, mainly prosthetics and just regular special effects, real makeup. That's what I would want. That's what I would make. And it would be fucking awesome. Um, it would be really good to remake too with an unlimited budget, but then they'd make it like 17 hours also. Brian Jackson, another Patreon member. He says, what's up gentlemen. I was wondering if there was any other kinds of horror entertainment that you enjoy. Um, he notes, uh, books, music, games, etc. I got this question later on too. Um, don't really read a lot. So that's not my forte music. Yeah. And I do like a lot of the punk stuff and there is a lot of horror elements in some of that punk stuff. So when I find something good, I check it out. That's kind of how Harley Poe got to be our theme song. Um, really big into like folk punk and things like that. And I found Harley Poe and nearly pooped my pants. Like it was crazy. Um, but generally I guess the answer is uh, no, but, um, just really the movies. I don't know why that is. I don't know. The movies is like a, I don't know. I like the TV shows too, I guess. I don't know. Sorry, Brian. Terrible answer. I apologize. We'll get you on the next one. Um, Jared H. What decades of horror do you like and dislike the most? Personally, I've always had a hard, really hard time watching horror from the 70s, with very few exceptions. Just can't get enough of the 80s horror, though. Um, I agree uh, with those statements. 80s horror is much more fun to watch, but it it's that era of excess, so they just did everything to the fucking max. And the 70s, I'm with you on that, like, there's a lot of stuff that sucks there, but it really opened the door to the eighties. And you can definitely see that like, you know, without some of those movies in the seventies, I don't think eighties horror happens the way it does. Like Texas chainsaw massacre, I think opened up a lot of that brutality in there. Um, but what I've learned with the show is that you'll watch a few movies from that decade and be like, I fucking hate this decade of movies and then you'll watch like one or two and you're like this is a game changer like these movies are so far ahead of their time and it feels like there's one in every decade like so it's really hard for me to say if i hate a decade because even just the one or two great ones balances it out um i know it's kind of a non-answer but it just is. I mean, if I had to do it, I'd say the fifties. And I know a lot of people will say like, Oh, the fifties camp is great. Those movies. There's so many of them. Yeah, you're right. A lot of them are really good and fun to watch and corny. And that's great. 
but there's oh my god jesus christ i mean just watch mystery science theater 3000 there's such trash ega 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 is that even the 50s i don't know might be the 60s but it sucked <laughs> with really intelligent thoughts in the mailbag guys <laughs> i apologize <laughs> i'm doing the best i can and this is way better than the solo sean show part one so give me credit here um did i say that was jared h that was jared h jessica hall on twitter um i don't know if she wants any weirdos adding her so i'm not gonna give out her information so fuck y'all she's from the uk she's from uh, oh god i'm the worst uh she's from how do you say it? it she's from england that's what I was trying to say. That's what I was trying to get out of my mouth. And I'm just an idiot. Uh, favorite three British horror films. She says, original, I know. If The Wicker Man isn't in there, I'll be disappointed. Actually, it is original. You are the only one to request it. And uh, I've never been asked that. And it was actually really hard. Three is a really hard number to whittle down. So I'm taking The Wicker Man out because The Wicker Man is awesome. and. I think everyone agrees with that, right? Um, if you haven't seen The Wicker Man, please do. And not Nicolas Cage, please, for the love of God. So, best British movies. Um, 28 Days Later, for sure. That was um, one of the first horror movies I had to like seek out and go to a theater pretty far away in high school to uh check it out but i was just like i was so drawn into it like the the running zombies just had an artistic feel even in the trailer and i just i knew i'd love it and i did um it was awesome uh sean of the dead of course is so fucking brilliant um can't even do that killist is really good um i think i originally thought it was so so but as time has gone on and i've thought about it i, I really enjoyed it um so yeah oh eden lake is really good too eden lake was really good if you have not seen eden lake seek it out it those are the kind of movies i don't like as you guys know like the, the home invader type of things are just like uh it's just brutal it's, it's brutal but check it out um really enjoy that i saw i i looked up like best horror british horror movies in preparation for this they had like the descent and hellraiser on there and i don't know like not to discredit like i don't know i don't even know why they were on the list honestly but i, I know there's a british actor in one maybe the directors are british to make it on the list or took they didn't take place, but maybe they were filmed in Britain. I don't know. I'm not trying to discredit that they didn't make those. I'm just saying, like, I want to give them more props. I, I like the British movies where they take place in uh, England. Oh, and The Woman in Black. Joe loves that. I mean, I'm going to have him answer this, too. But uh, Joe loves Woman in Black. I love Woman in Black. The miniseries. The BBC miniseries. And Dead Set. The zombie movie. So, um, Jessica, if you like those movies, let us know or tell us we're, I don't know, British insult. What do they call it? Like people like twat. Am I, <laughs> am I twat? <laughs> um, anyway, <laughs> 
I can't believe I just said that on a podcast. Um, there's a dog that follows us on Twitter. He goes by the name of at Hemingway at men on Twitter. He is a dog. He tweets us and I love him. And, um, he, he, he quoted me today as saying, if you're going to fight me nude, you've won. I'm not coming up with something crazier to defeat you. And I, I cracked up. I, I don't even remember what episode that's from, but it's really funny. And I basically told him, uh, that is 100% true. That's not an act. I think about it regularly. So he came up with a question. If the, <laughs> is the outcome the same if they're nude when you encounter them versus they pause to strip right before you hashtag fight? Um, fantastic question. Really, truly hard hitting question. Um, the outcome is the same. The procedure is probably a little different. If there's a nude person, um, running at male or female running at me with the intent to murder me, I'm so far out of here. Like I'm, I'm in my car and I'm probably not returning home. And I kind of just got scared thinking about this. So I'm kind of freaking out here. Uh, I'm not returning home. I'm just gone. Uh, I will tell my wife and child to meet me somewhere else. We are moving and assuming a new identity. If I get into a fight with somebody and they start stripping like right in front of me and like, just like, they're like, I'm going to kill you. And they're just taking off their clothes. I'd have to pause to think, can I disable this person? And probably by the time I've come up with an answer, they're probably pretty close to nude. And then, um, same outcome. I get in the car and I leave forever because this is just f- fucking insane. So, um, yeah. <laughs> uh, Mr. Tufsky on Instagram. Do you guys read any horror novels? If so, what would you recommend? I'm going to leave this for Joe next week. I do not read horror novels. I read Salem's Lot recently, and I restated my answer thinking I'm going to edit this. It's almost 11. I'm not going to edit this. So that's going to be in the episode, and I apologize. I'm really sorry about that. This is the most uh, unprofessional episode we've ever done. So congratulations. Um, Also, I hope Ken from Fangoria, if you're listening, you do not need to advertise this episode <laughs> at all. I'd rather you not, frankly. Um, this is just for for the diehard fans and the people that subscribe to us, just so they can have something to listen to. All right. So, that was good. <sighs> so, at Street Trash on Instagram, she says, hello from the gloomy UK. You asked for questions for your podcast. I have two. First is how did you how did the podcast get started? Was it a timely was it a timely thing or something that happened quite easily? I ask as I'd love to do a podcast about the horror genre. However, I have no idea where to start or how to manage or how I'd manage to trick people into actually listening to me drone on. Second question is who would win in a fight? Imagine some sort of WWE cage tear up or something. Leatherface Michael Myers, Jason, or Freddy Krueger. Freddie was dragged into our world. I think him in his dream world would be an unfair and no contest. Um, Well, yeah, definitely. uh, I'll get into that in a minute. The podcast thing. Um, All I can say is um, we got into it 
uh, totally on a whim. Uh, I guess deep down, it's just something. I mean, we like, we're both modest people. Obviously, deep down, we want our opinions to be validated, I guess, or we just want to entertain people or some combination of that, right? Like deep down, that's got to be part of it. Um, but the bigger part was more, we just wanted to hang out and talk about this stuff and we loved podcasts and why not do it? Um, so why not do that? You know? Um, so we jumped into it. Um, we created one called guys like us don't die on toilets. It was not very good. Um, the equipment was different. We tried, uh, it was a fucking disaster. Um, but we were kind of good at it. Like we just felt like there was something there and we took some time off after that. And I was just like, you know, the last episode we ever did on that was a Halloween special. And we talked about like our favorite horror movies and cause it was, it was really like a pop culture thing. Um, so just encompassing everything. And like, we were like so prepared and like, that was our best episode just talking about horror. And we were like, well, fuck, why aren't we doing that? Like that makes the most sense. So then we did this and, um, the rest is history. I mean, I wish I could give you better details. I mean, all you can do is try really hard, um, put it out regularly. Uh, me and Joe, <laughs> I know we've missed some more lately. Um, but as long as you have one out every week, you keep a steady schedule. Um, that's what people like. And using social media is a huge thing. I mean, we started on Tumblr. I I fucking hate Tumblr. <laughs> I can't stand the people that are on it, except like our true, like our fans, like our real fans. Like I like all their pages. Um, but I followed like a bunch of people at the beginning just cause they followed us or whatever. And uh, I have no words for that, but it was a good source and we met a lot of awesome people and, um, I'm very thankful for that, but it really helped get the word out. And there's like really tight knit communities on there, which is great for like horror and things like that. And you could get yourself into one and kind of get noticed that way. Um, and it's a good way to start and same with Instagram and stuff, even though we got on that late. So, um, and you'll find people will listen. You just plug away and you know, if it's good, people will listen. And if it's not, you just work on it and hope that they come back. <laughs> um, so that's enough for that. Um, and if you have any other questions, feel free to message me and I'd be happy to help um, when when we find time, um, which isn't a lot, but I will try. I, I really will. Um, cage match. I've the whole Freddy dream thing. Just it's really hard. It's really hard because I love Freddy. But, you know, I don't know. There's just something weird about that, by the way. Talking on a podcast for this long by yourself is probably the hardest thing. My throat is on fire. Um, you really need to have a break. You really need to have a break. Fuck. I'm, I don't know. All right. Um, the whole dream thing. I mean, like, I love the Freddy movies in their own capsule. It's fine. But when you start, it's really tough. But yeah, it would be totally unfair in his dream world. It's kind of unfair, period, because I don't understand what the fuck he is. Is he a goat? I don't know. Um, Leatherface, Michael, Jason, or Freddy? Leatherface is out. Oh, you know what? 
Leatherface can run, and he's strong. All right, let's say we take away their, like, um, ability, like their, what, what would you call it? Like, uh, I don't know, their ability to, like, just live through anything. Michael's out. I'm sorry, guys. Michael's done. My, Michael doesn't stand a fucking chance in this fight. He's just shot. Um, I think Michael goes out first if we're talking elimination, followed by Freddy. We see Jason versus Leatherface in the final two. They're nose to nose. What the? What are these two going to do to each other? And then... <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I think Leatherface. Ah, oh, fuck. This is tough. This is tough. They both have brute strength. I think Leatherface has the endurance. He's a, he's an agile big man. That's the way I see it. This guy is this guy's an agile big man. Jason's a little slow. Um, I'm going Leatherface for the win. I think Leatherface could do it. I think I think he's got more endurance than Jason does. I do. That's a tough one though. That's what they should have made a movie about. That one makes a hell of a lot more sense than a guy that lives in dreams. Um, Brian M. What are some of your guys' favorite foreign horror movies? I'll split it into two categories. Um, old and more modern stuff. Old, Doctor, The Cabinet of Dr. Caligari. Um, that is a silent film. Um, and it is incredible. It is... There's a twist in it. Uh, there are things that I didn't think filmmakers even knew about back then. Um, it is truly an incredible movie. Uh, I suggest checking it out. Um, it's, you know, I know a lot of people don't like silent movies or black and white movies for that matter. Uh, it was totally worth it though. I really enjoyed it. Um, and it kind of blew my mind that there was like this massive twist at the end that you're just like, Oh, like fuck. Like you think that's kind of like a more of a modern day thing. Same thing goes with eyes without a face. That movie is so, so, so far ahead of its time. It is unbelievable. I'm not even going to spoil it. Just watch it. It's so good. I think it's in French. I think it's French. But check that one out. So uh, just awesome. Just awesome. It's like they had... It's like somebody went back in time and made a horror movie for that period, knowing what they know now. It, it's just really good. A modern record. That's That movie was fucking awesome high tension um and just a little bit about record great pov um great found footage um you know i've got my i've got i'm really picky about found footage stuff like it's got to make sense and that movie might not make the most sense out of any found footage movie but it, it's solid and super entertaining great story that uh, awesome story actually um High Tension. Me and Joe have talked about that so many times. I think you all know about that. French film. Just check it out. Uh, there's not much to say about that. It's just really great. And Let the Right One In, a vampire film from Sweden, maybe? Swedish? Swedish? That sounds about right. Norwegian? I don't know. Um, so good, though. Oh, my gosh. And I feel like I hear a lot of people talk about it, but... You got to check that out. That's just, that like blew my mind. That was at a point when I wasn't watching 
you know, it's, you know, you go through phases, obviously with horror movies, you'll watch a ton and then you'll kind of just get into something else or something else will occupy you for a while. And that was like, that was one of those suck back in points for me. I saw that movie and I was just like, holy shit, what have I missed the last like two or three like years? Like, and I, I wasn't not watching horror, but I just wasn't exploring it. I wasn't trying to find new things. Um, yeah. So that's really cool. Um, yeah, that's it. Thanks, Brian. Uh, Dan M. If you could choose to do a dream horror movie remake and could choose any director and cast, what would it, it slash they be? <sighs> I'd love to do see the it remake with Tim Curry somehow alive and well to do it. That can't happen though. Um, I guess I'd look John Carpenter would be somebody I'd love to like if I could do it and I could see him put it together just because of the soundtrack would be nuts and him do it. I mean, shit. Imagine if he like remade the guest, like that would be just fucking bananas. That would be bananas. Um, but other than that, I, I don't really have a good answer for that. I think that's my answer though. That's a weird one because it's a new movie, but I'd like to see it. I mean, if they can remake, what is it called? House, Housebound. They could remake this. Um, oh, he also has a second question. What are some, if any, of your favorite horror books, comics, and games? Um, like I told you, I'm not a big reader. Um, horror books, I just read Salem's Lot recently, and that was nuts. That was phenomenal. Um, you'd think that would spark my interest. I'm not a real big fictional fiction reader anyway. Um, like I don't like fictional. It's, I read all nonfiction when I do read. Um, so, but Salem's lot was dope. It was so good. Um, comics spawn. Does that count as a horror comic? I've, I've read a lot of the walking dead, but I don't know. There's something just doesn't capture me. I don't know. There's some, I don't know. Spawn really captures my imagination. I love the spawn. I love the world of spawn and it is totally fucked up and disturbing. And, uh, that's cool. And games. Um, not a big horror video game guy. They, they scare me too much. I got like a bum ticker. Like <laughs> I can't be taking jump scares like that. Like I played dead space once in the middle of the day. Some thing just fell out of the ceiling right in front of me it's like three minutes into the game and i was like no fuck this i'm done i'm out call it wrap it wrap it up um one of our listeners lorena actually just i really want to play that until dawn game it's for ps4 and i can't pull the trigger because i know like it's got to be like 10 bucks because i'm gonna get too scared i'm not gonna play it but she told me i should definitely play it so i don't know maybe i will um so next up, uh, Kevin B, what's your favorite kill slash death scene in a movie? There's so many, this is like so hard. Like I want to do an episode about the best kills and the best deaths in movies. It's just really hard to keep track. I, I, Jason has had some amazing kills, like just straight up amazing kills, like the sleeping bag. It's just great. But I think I'm going to go with Suspiria and that opening kill, um, 
this shouldn't be a spoiler. It's like the first three minutes. Um, but spoiler, if you really don't want to ruin the, whatever, uh, spoiler, (laughs) um, the opening scene is of course, glass breaking and a woman being (laughs) killed, uh, and just the lighting, the way it happens, the way that it's in the opening movie, the way it frames the rest of this movie, it's just awesome. It's just awesome. And uh, so I think that's my favorite kill of all time. Isaac C. What does Isaac C. have to say? Um, he's got a couple questions here. What what time are we at here? Holy all right, guys, we're doing all right here. Um, I thought this was going to be shorter than this. Okay. Um, he wants to know what his, what our favorite Romero movie is. Um, his has always been Day of the Dead. Gotta go Night of the Living Dead, man. That movie was a, changed my life. Like, that was, like, the, one of the horror movies that I saw. I saw it young, and I was just like, this is just fucking amazing. And then I saw the remake and I was like, this is fucking amazing. It's so good. And, uh, they both, and I know Romero did Romero, no Romero didn't do the second one. Um, but yeah, both of those are absolutely awesome. So, um, he also had a second question. Um, what was your opinion on the witch? I didn't see it. Uh, I'll let Joe answer that. He did see it. Uh, he did not like it, though. I will tell you that much, but I'll let him go into a little bit more detail on it. Um, and we'll discuss it because he kind of told me what it what it was like. And I can tell you, I'm probably not a fan. Um, and this was a good question. As a longtime Fangoria fan, is there any added pressure on the pad, pod, podcast? Or do they just leave you guys be? They don't put pressure on us um, at all. Um, our contract was really well written. Uh, so thanks Ken, um, where they gave us complete creative freedom. They don't give a shit what we say or talk about. I'm sure there is a line that you could cross where they would be like, Hey, um, we don't want racist Nazis on our network. So see ya, but we are not racist Nazis. So they let you talk about whatever you want. Um, there is internal pressure though. Um, for me, uh, I, since we signed with them, I definitely put a lot of pressure on myself to make sure that we, we put out a good show every week. Um, they're not all going to be five star shows, but we try, I try really hard to pick the best movies and the best setups. And we, we aren't planners, but how do we explain this? We're not like long-term planners, but what I do plan, I just want it to be the best for you guys. Like, and that's, that's, that's no bullshit. And, and that's why like, I'm okay with, I wanted to skip this week because I wanted to put out something really good. And this afternoon I was thinking, and I was just, I wanted to put an episode out and I was like, if I do a solo Sean show, it's going to fucking suck. But, but I also recognize that you guys like, like our episodes, even our bad ones sometimes. And I thought about this mailbag thing and I said, you know what? I think that would be pretty cool. Um, and, uh, yeah. So I don't know what I'm talking about, but yeah. So, um, I put a pressure on myself to make sure our episodes are really good now. Um, 
not to let them down, not to let you guys down. Um, and they've given us a bigger fan base and yeah. And you guys deserve that. So you guys spend your time and money to support us. And, uh, we appreciate that. And that this is how we give back. Daniel H. If you made a tie, this question's fucking awesome. Daniel H. If you made a tie in pizza for your favorite horror movies, what would the toppings be? So he's basically saying like, if pizza hut, if I ran pizza hut and we were like, okay, Texas chainsaw massacre, we're in a anniversary. We're going to celebrate it with this special Texas chainsaw massacre pizza. Um, I did not choose Texas Chainsaw Massacre, so I don't know why I used that as the example. Dude, I don't know how I'm going to edit all of these yawns. I've got, like, no time left. Um, So, what would the toppings be? Uh, The movie would be Monster Squad. I would have... I've got two for you. Wolfman's got Nards. Uh, pizza. Cheese pizza with extra meatballs. What makes fat kids so fat? Pizza. And that's like a dessert Snickers, <laughs> Snickers pizza. I love that quote so much. It's so offensive. It's so ridiculous. I'm with fat kid today to see what makes fat kids so fat. Fat kid. <laughs> I tried to think of something else, but I couldn't remember the quote. It's like, he calls his teacher like a cat face bitch or something. I'm sure you guys will tell me. Um, I love that movie so much. It's like my favorite movie of all time. Um, Oh my gosh, we have so many more to go, and there's so many good ones. Um, all right, let's try to do this. Um, Brandon Smale, best horror soundtrack of the last five to ten years. That's tough. Um, I mean, I think it would have to be The Guest or It Follows. Those are both pretty incredible. Um, yeah. Second question, was Rob Zombie's Halloween 2 as bad as what everyone makes it out to be? Ah, man, I barely remember it, but I fucking hate Sherry Moon Zombie. So, um, yeah, I guess it was. <laughs> Matt W., what kind of horror do you find the most repulsive? Um, probably body, like repulsive body horror. Because, I mean, and I actually like a lot of the body horror from Cronenberg. But, dude, fucking Eraserhead. It honestly makes me want to throw up all over myself. I hate it so much. Um, what are your thoughts on the Maniac Cop movies? Really good. I haven't seen them in a while. Um, I really want to revisit them. We almost did them for an episode a couple weeks ago, so I'll probably rewatch that soon. Favorite death sequence in a Final Destination movie? I don't remember those too well. Um, I remember like a pipe. Go- <laughs> Didn't pipe go through some chick's eye? Um, Maybe there was like some logs. I don't know. There's something on the highway like that, but those are pretty cool. Catherine E. Dubs with like C E Dubs. C E whatever. I'm an idiot. Um C E Dubs. I like that. Uh question. Do you guys have a favorite foreign language horror flick? Smile emoticon. Um I kinda answered this already, but yeah, for me, high tension for sure. Um, but that was dubbed in American, so I won't count that. So I'd go record Eyes Without a Face and, uh, oh, Frontiers is pretty good. Frontiers is really good, I think. Was it really good? There's Nazis in it. That always gets weird. But yeah, it was good, though. It was good. Um, check those out. Logan R. Logan, I don't, you can correct me on how to pronounce your name. Is it Logan or 
Am I just an idiot? I'm probably just an idiot. Don't answer that. Uh, she says, the librarian in me would like to know what your favorite horror novel to screen adaption. Assuming you read. Just kidding. No, you're right. I do not read. <laughs> but Joe does. So he will answer that question. Um, like I almost wanted to answer that. Like, I mean, I guess I could, but I wouldn't have read the novel. So there's like no point to it. Um, right? <laughs> I don't know. Um, also from a half, half of a married, from half of a married couple, what are your favorite favorites to curl up on the couch and watch with your wife? I would also love to hear more special guest star episodes with the wife's point of views. I could definitely do that. Like I said, my wife was going to do this with me. We were going to talk about the walking dead, just the whole season. Um, so maybe we'll do that if you guys are interested in hearing that. Um, as for a movie, I mean, I guess we like kind of like the more classic stuff when we're together. Um, actually we, we saw the Wolfman remake when we got engaged, we wore Wolfman t-shirts. Um, and saw the Wolfman and then I proposed to her that night in super underwhelming fashion. And, um, yeah, we don't know. There's not, I don't know. That's a good question. When we watch them, we're kind of like, we're not really curler uppers for horror movies, I guess, because it's other movies. <laughs> I don't know. Um, sorry. I was thinking about stupid jokes in my head. Um, Oh, what kind of movies? Uh, you know, things of that nature. Um, but no, we don't really, um, we don't really curl up for horror movies. That's more like we're on the edge of our seats. We see a lot of them in theaters too. So that, that usually is part of it. Um, and she doesn't like bad horror movies. That would probably be the kind of thing to curl up to those bad horror movie because, you know, you're going to stop watching halfway through anyway. Uh, what do you think are the best movies to introduce your kids Gently ish into horror. Uh, she's a five year old daughter who is already obsessed with Goosebumps series and movies. I'll tell you this. Me and Joe have talked about this. Not a huge. I, I'm not trying to offend anyone's sensibilities or, or way they parent. I, I don't care what you do, frankly. Um, but I think about it a lot because I have a son. Um, and you want to kind of like push them to these things that we love because it's awesome and it'll make them awesome people and really cool people. Um, and I'm also not one of those people. that's like, let them find themselves. Don't, don't, don't push them and don't try to make them like you don't believe in that either. I, I think you should show them that it's part of passing culture down um, to your kid. But horror is one of those really cool things where, letting them find it themselves is like part of it. Right. Like I know my dad introduced me to horror movies. Um, I would say like, you could definitely start with the B movies. I mean, <laughs> those are so friendly. It's unbelievable. Um, the house on haunted Hill is one of the least scary movies I've ever seen in my entire fucking life. It's such a joke. Um, you, I mean, so, I mean, you could show them that, that stuff. I think that's a good way to start it out. Um, but really, I think the seven, eight, nine range is really when it starts to kick in when they'll, they'll, they'll find interest in this. And not only will they find interest in this, but they're going to, they're going to want to find it kind of like without mom and dad. Like that's when it's going to start kicking in. Um, I mean, that's really the start of it, you know, like finding it with friends and things like that. So, um, 
But that's like the best part of it. You know what else you could show them that's pretty scary? Those Japanese cartoons like Spirited Away and stuff. Those are, the imagery in those are pretty nuts. Um, so yeah, those, those, that's that's all I have to say. I mean, you know, you don't want to push them too early into seeing that stuff. And I think Goosebumps is a great way to get them started. My son's only three, so I haven't like looked into ways, but he's obsessed with Halloween, man. Um, I haven't looked into ways in expanding that. I mean, there's cartoons like Corpse's Bride, Frank and Weenie, Monster House. Um, my son hasn't watched those yet, but I have. Um, and those are all cool ways to introduce them to the genre where they're, where they're introduced to tropes. I mean, as early as those movies. And I think knowing those tropes might help, help them process the real movies as they start seeing them. So they'll be like, Oh yeah, this is familiar. Anyway, that was a long answer to that question, so I apologize to everyone who doesn't have children. I just think it's a super interesting topic, and I like talking about it. Uh, Lorena V. We're getting to the end of this list. Dude, Lorena V. was a gem. She sent us a ton of questions just in case we didn't have enough. She told me to not tell you guys that they were all hers. I'm not going to do them all, but she had a bunch that just cracked me up. Okay, so first... If you had to live in a universe where one of these was real threat, which one would you choose? The it, the it follows thing, Freddy Krueger or Bagel from Sinister. <laughs> this is all a fucking nightmare. When you think about if it really existed, like, you know what I mean? Like this shit would be on the news, like, and everyone would be okay with it. They'd be like, oh, yep. Uh, you know, Freddie killed somebody today or, Oh, Hey, the it thing is, <laughs> the it follows thing is on Johnny's roof next door. Don't, don't fuck Johnny. Um, which one, which one would I have to live in? Fuck. <laughs> I've seen sinister, but I can't remember. I can't remember how he gets people, but I feel like he might be the best one. <laughs> I don't know. Or maybe the, oh man, the it follows thing would freak me the fuck out. But I mean, I just wouldn't have sex with him. Right. Right. I don't know. <laughs> uh, has having a child changed the way you view horror movies? Totally. 150%. Not so much. Like I won't say it bothers me or anything like that, but you just watch things and you're like, shit, my son's going to watch this one day. <laughs> And sometimes that's scary, depending on the movie. Um, who really won in Freddy versus Jason? I don't know who won, but I'll tell you who lost. And that was every single person that watched it. Uh, and then she says, goodbye. Um, I got an email from somebody. I, they didn't sign their name, so I'll just say Kevon, Kevin, Kevon. Um He's got some questions. What movies have scared you the most? Um, I really don't know. In the moment, The Exorcist got me. I know it's a pretty common answer, but it did freak me out a bit. But that was probably because my dad blasted tubular bells for like 10 minutes after the movie. Um, did not like The Strangers. Those probably scared me the most, honestly. 
Um, what's more believable, aliens or ghosts or both? Probably, shit, I don't know. A- mm, ghosts, ghosts. I, I think they're both. Both actually, I'm I'm down with both of those. As I said to Joe, I don't think they're real, but I want to believe. And favorite baseball team? I'm a Texas Rangers guy, and <laughs> no one else is. So, um. This is, oh no, second to last. Uh, yeah, second to last. Uh, Tom W., another great fan. Um, what What is one thing you wish you could see more of in modern horror films? Honestly, everyone has stopped being pretentious little shits about horror movies. Like, come on, man. Like, the, the 80s were so good and those movies were so good because everyone was just buying into it. No one was like, Oh, hey, I'm doing the Conan, like pick up the glasses and wave your finger. Um, like no one was like, Oh, this doesn't make sense or all. Oh, they should have made it this way or all this, you know, like shut the fuck up. It was just, it's just fun to watch, man. Like I just want to watch people get murdered and that's fun. (laughs) As fucked up as that is. And at the same time, I do like things with stories and it is fun to make fun of bad movies. That's fine. But you know what? People complain about the smallest things. Like, like, I mean, Joe does not like the witch. Um, a lot of people don't, but is it something to get like that wrapped up about where people are like, Oh, what the fuck? No, it's just maybe not a great movie. It's just not for some of us. It's for some of us. Who cares? Just move on. That's relax. There's, there's no such thing as like, it's all subjective. It's all subjective. No one gives a shit. Like, it just like what you like and move on. Like, and I know that goes against exactly what our show does, but in a way, I've, even the movies we hate, there's people out there that like them, and that's why we talk about them. It's fun to talk about, and I think the more exposure to that, the better. And again, like I said, I think I said this last week, like, me and Joe watch these movies, and we, we will sh- just poop all over these movies and like three weeks later i'll be like yeah it was a really good movie like i really enjoyed that movie um so it's really weird um it's it's really weird but anyway um he also says uh do you guys go to any horror conventions horror movie festivals my fiance and our my fiance and i are going to our first horror con in may and are wondering what to expect Joe would probably have a better answer. I've only gone to two. One was really small in Connecticut. It was not great, but it was fun. And the other one was like like six hours away and uh, totally not worth it. <laughs> but it wasn't bad and it was really enjoyable. And if it were closer, I'd really probably would have liked it. Um, what to expect? Um, some celebrities that are insanely nice, like too nice. And you'll be like, wow, that was incredible. And some celebrities that are just giant dickheads and uh that's probably what you'll take away from it <laughs> and honestly if it's your first one you'll be like oh man this guy was so cool and i'm like oh man this guy was a total piece of shit and my childhood is in ruins because this guy was my hero what's that saying like never meet your heroes that's probably pretty solid although i gotta say joe bob briggs nicest guy in the world um Tom's last question. Stephen King talks about three types of three types or elements of scary stories. Gross out. Um, gross out. 
horror, giant creatures, fangs, etc., and terror, the unknown, the unsettling feeling you get in the dark. I was wondering which element of scary storytelling is most appealing to you and Joe? That's a really good question. Um, definitely not the fangs and creatures. That does not do it for me. Um, definitely not the gross out. Definitely the unknown, the unsettling. Because um, in that, I would lump like people with nothing to lose. Like you just can't read them. Uh, I think I'm a real good judge of character. I can like read into people. Um, it's one of my strengths. I, it's part of my job even. And, um, yeah, when, when you can't read a person, it's, it's, it's scary. And that's, that's like that movie, even like I brought up earlier, it's kind of like that. And it's just the strangers, like you don't know what their motive is. You don't see anything. They're just kind of like dead inside and they don't give a shit. And, yeah, that's super unsettling and the scariest thing that I can imagine. Final questions sent to us from Vincent David, who was so kind that he sent us a ton of questions for a survey he's doing. I don't know if it's for school or what, but Vincent, if you need people to take your survey, let us know. We'll post it on our website. Um, we'd be happy to do that. And we've got tons of fans that would probably love to take this survey because these questions were super interesting. Um, and I'm just going to breeze through a bunch of them because they're just awesome. They're just really great. Um, earliest horror movie memory, uh, that would be them with my dad, the giant ant movie. It was stupid and awesome. It was that in motel hell. I forget which one I saw first. Uh, what role, if any, did a horror films play in your childhood? Um, I was a loser. I had no friends. Uh, I had a very small group of friends. Um, but I preferred to be alone and um monster vision i mean watching those movies with my dad every saturday night was like a big part of that um and then that kind of morphed into just sitting at my computer all night watching monster vision and that was like a real escape for me and i really enjoyed it and it was like a real highlight to my week every week um that's what i looked forward to is you know as soon as it was over it was like i can't wait for next week so Monster Vision was like a huge, and Joe Bob Briggs was like just this huge part of my childhood and um, really, yeah, I mean, it was there for me, you know? At what age should kids be allowed to watch horror? That's up in the air. Um, I mean, as a parent, every kid's different. You, know, you can do whatever you want. I, I would say I'm just in this mood lately where I just want my son, he's three. I just want him to be a little kid still. Um engaging in horror, you know, it takes away that they, it's making them be a grown up faster. And that's the way our culture is now. Um, in a lot of ways, we just, our kids grow up like super fast. And, uh, I just want to be a three-year-old for a year <laughs> and then a four-year-old for a year. Um, so I don't know, in my opinion, I think like seven is when I would start introducing them to like real horror movies. Um, Six, I mean, you could probably show them like the Avent Costellos, the old ones, um, and uh, be safe there. Um, seven, eight, nine in that range is when I would probably start showing them some other other films to like really like scare them. Um, yeah, uh, <coughs> excuse me. Uh, are there films you'd recommend to older kids ready for more serious horror? Are there films? Um, 
I mean, basically just the ones you read online. Those top 10 lists are all really good for that. Uh, like the exorcist. Although the exorcist, you kind of want to show them a little bit younger just cause I feel like they're so desensitized now. They'll just be like, this sucks. Um, that's a tough one though. That's a tough one though. I might get back to you next week with Joe on that one. Uh, favorite horror subgenre. I don't, mm, I, I love found footage. Honestly, it's, just fascinates me. I think it's a cool concept. And when it was done rarely and correctly, it was great. Now it's kind of a fucking mess, but I do love those. Um, what are some films that are considered classics, but that don't resonate with you? Um, Rosemary's baby, the omen. I know there's a bunch that, people want to like fucking kill me for, but that's how it is with everything. Right. I mean, everyone's got these things that they're just like, well, I don't understand what people see in that. But, oh, a racer head. I fucking hate a racer head. Um, that's all I can think of for right now. But those are, those are the main ones for sure. Um, underrated horror movies that should be considered classics. I can't answer that just yet because we are going to do, be doing a, full series about underrated horror movies. Uh, I forget when we're doing that, but it's soon. What do you get personally from watching horror movies? Uh, I don't rightfully know. Just a little entertainment. I think it's uh, wild enough to take you out of your, your everyday life and grounded enough to where you still feel something. It still makes you feel something. It's a little artistic answer, isn't it? Uh, are there any problems or issues you see with the genre that should be addressed as it moves forward? Yes. Like I said before, um, let's get back to just loving horror movies and just accepting it for what it is. This is a shitty horror movie. I love it. <laughs> this is a shitty horror movie. I don't like it. You know, things like that. I mean, just, but move on. You know, we don't need to sit there and argue about it. Like, who gives a fuck? Like, let's just have fun. Wait, you know, you know what Jason is. Don't, don't write a 16 page review on why that movie makes no sense because it never did. It never fucking made sense. So just, you know, take it easy. Let's just have fun. Um, I'll buy you a beer. Do your personal beliefs influence the effectiveness? This was a great question. Effect, uh, influence the effectiveness of certain horror subgenres or particular movies. How so? For instance, a belief in the devil might make demonic possession films more scary for viewers. Um, that's a great question. Uh, I, th- I, I want to say just a generic yes. I, I do believe that to be true. Um, in my experience, I don't like I, when I was a kid, the demonics to me, it was just, mm, I mean, we're in a different age now. So I guess, no, honestly, I'm changing my answer. Uh, that's a good question. You know what? I'm going to circle back around to that next week. I think, I think that's a good idea guys. It is so late. I have to wake up for work in about four hours and drive four and a half hours. So I really appreciate it guys. I'm, I'm sorry. This is a weird half put together episode. I hope you guys appreciate it. I'm not even saying that like, Oh, you guys guilted me into this. I really wanted to put something out. 
I'm so glad you all emailed me those questions. I know this probably isn't the most entertaining episode. Um, it's always better when you have somebody to bounce jokes off of and make stupid faces with. Uh, but I'm, I apologize. Um, but hopefully this uh, gets you through till next Tuesday when we have a new episode for you about the loved ones. So that's all I've got. Um, Patreon.com slash I hate horror, Facebook.com slash I hate horror. Our shirts will be back in stock this weekend, hopefully. Um, I'll have more information on that on our Facebook page. Uh, we're also at Instagram at I hate horror, Twitter.com slash I hate horror. <laughs> Fuck me. I'm just losing it. At I hate horror show. That's our Twitter account. It's the only one that's different because somebody else has I hate horror. Um, Joe's at Joe V four, two, one. Uh, what else do we have to plug? I think that's it. Thanks to Harley Poe for allowing us to use the song. Go around off the album, Pagan Holiday. We really appreciate that. Um, and that's really it guys. Thank you so much. Rate, review, subscribe on iTunes. Um, if you do send me an email, let me know and I'll get you some stickers out to you. Okay, me. I don't know what I just said. I am so tired. All right. I'm wrapping this up. This is insane. Guys, thank you so much. We did it. Solo Sean, Solo Sean show number two. I smell another Stanny in my future. Thank you all so much. For Joe, this is Sean. Stay with me. Adios. Adios.